Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey, happy Monday, November 14th. This is our second show today. This is our extra. We're glad to bring you uh, a special guest along with Johnny Enlow. Uh, so rather than delay at all, let me just uh, call for Johnny Enlow as part of our Prophets and Patriots, and then we'll, we'll tell you what's going on. So here we go. Well, welcome to show number two, Johnny, and welcome to you as well, SG. We're going to introduce you. Uh, um, we're going to have Johnny Enlow kind of just pick this up. And Johnny, <laughs> I feel like saying, take it away, Johnny. <laughs> you know, it's our second show for the day. There's some good energy in the air, but uh, Talk about what you you talked about for a few moments on the show about the significance of this interview. Well, I believe this is a, a significant interview, and and we you have had um, we have had General Flynn and Eric Trump and and Cash Patel, and we'll say people close to the president, definitely. And um, S. G. Anon is someone I think I just came upon a, a couple weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, and. A lot of attention on SG Anon as well as Derek Johnson. They're, uh, I, I think, fulfilling a, a a similar but different role. Well, there's overlap there as well. And in some ways, they seem to be. They're strategically released either by uh, a plan or somebody's plan, either God's plan or, 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 or military good guys. And so yeah. for the part I know you wanted to ex- explain as well is um, – the Anons have to do with, yes, which you've heard in the media before about QAnon, the Q, QAnon conspiracy theorists, and what has been proven, of course, uh, since uh, since it first began to be released, 2017, 2018. Um, QAnon is not a person. QAnon, they're Anons, such as SG, who actually decipher, interpret, break down, plus get other additional intel on this covert military plan to restore the Republic of the United States and also to be a part of eliminating the global um, mafia, the global Khazarian mafia, other names can go with it as well, that has ruled and reigned in all the seven mountains of all the nations of the world for a long time. And so um, this has been proven uh, for sure, no longer just to be considered a conspiracy theory, but a conspiracy fact. And it was, um, I think, heartening for many of the patriots and the patriot community for uh, President Trump kind of to leave no doubt earlier this year in several different things that he released on social media that there is a connection with, uh, we'll say, the Q plan, the covert military plan. And you put that together with things we've been hearing from Derek Johnson, that, you know, President Trump is commander in chief and he has executive orders in place that are operating even right now. And so we just believe that um, SG has uh, information and intel for us and have really appreciated him. There's a credibility the way he communicates. And I think your truth detector will go off for those of you who are listening. And the fact that you don't see his his face or name or he doesn't have um, a, a donation button anywhere lets you know that what he does, he does as a patriot as well. Mm-hmm. And not that there's anything wrong with some who need to pay for the broadcast, but there's right. definitely none of that at all with SG. So 
um, SG, welcome to the Elijah streams, and we're excited about having you today. What an introduction, gentlemen. Thank you so much. I'm really glad to be here. Well, we've been excited about this. So, SG, let me just jump off, and uh, you were on Delora O'Brien's uh, program, and I don't know Delora personally, but I've been watching her now, and then she seems seems as solid as a rock. Both of us have a history going back to Kim Clement, uh, so uh, we have we're sisters Brothers and sisters, I, we just haven't got, had the opportunity to meet yet, but you began to tell your history uh, between you were on Patriot Base and, and Dolores, and talk, talk about your history. I think it started off at college and, and how you ended up being a nun. Um, bring us up to date. Well, let me go ahead and take it from the top, if I could. Sure. When I was 19 years old, I discovered in some goofing off on the internet, messing around with HTML coding back in the days of MySpace, that um, the company Sonomics, S-E-N-O-M-Y-X, uses mm. a flavor additive in nearly every product they produce. Um, and that flavor additive is H-E-K-293. For your listeners, H-E-K stands for human embryonic kidney. And so this was absolutely astounding to me as a 19-year-old young man. Um, could not believe that that particular ingredient was being added to food. And I ended up down the rabbit hole over this particular discovery, um, which led to a number of unpleasant discoveries that I'm sure we could waste lots of time discussing, but for the sake of time, we won't. Um, in those days, it was not safe to really have those sort sorts of discussions. You either got laughed out of the dorm, um, those older and wiser than you or who you believed to be older and wiser than you would lovingly but firmly steer you back into your sleeping slumber. Mm. And so um, I let that issue ride for a long time, but I never stopped doing my research. Made an attempt to join the United States Armed Forces um, shortly after that discovery, actually. I got all the way into the initial active duty training phases, um, but did not complete that entire process due to a health condition. Um, in that time, it allowed me to make a couple of friends, um, one of whom I refer to as my mentor sometimes, a gentleman mm. who is now out of the military, um, but maintains some connections of his own, which I know absolutely nothing about. Um, these are individuals who I respect and admire, who were several years my senior back in those days. Um, when Q began posting in 2017, I instantly recognized some of the content. It did really? take me. Yes. It did take me a couple of months, probably five or six months, actually, to really catch up to what Q was and what was going on. Um, I came on board with that particular entity sometime uh, shortly after March of 2018. I did some research. Um, one rabbit hole led me to another rabbit hole, led me to another rabbit hole. I got reconnected with the gentleman I referred to as my mentor um, after several years of silence, actually over that exact topic. And um, when the COVID pandemic hit, it was... Uh, sort of confirmation of everything between years of 2017 and late 2019. And so uh, here I am in all of my faceless, nameless presence to try and put the puzzle pieces together for those wonderful people out there who are just coming around to the realization that um, just about everything they've ever lived outside of the holy book has been a lie. Yeah. Let me ask you, before I leave that, what you, the ATG, it, I, I have only, you know, what is it? H, what is it? H-E-K, human embryonic kidney. 
it, it, so the, the part that, you know, only in the last year have I understood the reality that they're putting human, um, uh, whatever you would call it, um, just microscopic particles, whatever. What would be the point? I, I understand that they're doing it. Are they just being Luciferian? They're certainly not looking for content to put in food. Is it, What's the purpose of them putting this in? Surely they're not really thinking that we need a human thing to make the, this thing t- taste better. What, what's going on? Well, so there's a couple. There's a couple of different answers to that. So let me let me take it this way. Okay. Um, these additives that have been developed, um, these heinous additives that have been put in much of our food and and much of our water um, into wow. our skies in different areas, um, they can be bioengineered and geoengineered, adjusted, altered at the molecular level um, with chemical processes to um, elicit a desired response from, say, human taste receptors or um, the human body, depending on what the target of the the study is, the focus of the study. And so that is how they've managed to slip it by, right? An Oreo cookie is delicious until you learn that an Oreo cookie contains HEK-293. Oh, no. No more Um, they're able to weaponize our sensibilities against us because we're no more the wiser. You asked why they do this. Yeah. From my research, my understanding is it is spiritually crippling for us. And that is why they do it. Uh, the Holy Spirit abides within all of us at a very high intensity. Um, sometimes we are more connected. We feel more connected in the moment uh, to the Lord than others. Right. Um, by being able to shut down some or all of that spiritual connectivity by forcing us to ingest within our holy temple things that are um, essentially the epitome of unholy and abominable. It creates a spiritual disconnection there of sorts that um, curtails us from our sensitivities, um, lessens our ability to have um, clear dreaming, lessens our ability to rest um, restfully within the Lord, lessens our ability to calm our mind and to go within. Um, my grandmother used to say that uh, seven minutes in silent prayer in her closet was her favorite time of day. And so the ability to cripple us, because we are spiritual beings, the ability to cripple our spiritual apparatus is um, one of their goals. These individuals are descended from the bloodline of Cain. They believe that Cain was the offspring of a union between Eve and the serpent back in the day. In other words, Adam and Eve had a holy child of the creator, and then Eve and the serpent had an abominable child um, Mm. known as Cain. Mm. This individual, as we know from the book, was the very first incident of murder. Um, Cain is, or the Canaanite blood lineage, is all about... um, subversion of everything good and holy they believe themselves to be wrong mm, let me rephrase they believe us to have inherited the place at the side of god that their deity was supposed to have had but lost and so they have a very deep very ancient vitriol and hatred for humanity because we are made in the image and likeness of the almighty um I know that's a long answer to your question, but well, that's no, just in from fact, my I mean, why we just jump on this, and then Johnny, you'll be next question. But look, talk about this whole thing about the the, the war that we're in. We're going to end up talking about the elections and all that. The, the whole cabal. There's so many words for it: the deep state, the elitists, the globalists, the 
some say Illuminati. What can you talk about this war that we are in in the human race? Uh, has it always been then? Because what you're saying, what you're saying right there, sounds like it's always been. But how is it that it's coming to a head right now? Jump into that, I guess, and then John, you get the next one. So. Yeah. Well, we have to give a little bit of context for that question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the listeners out there, um, many of them, many of you may be coming around for the first time, maybe in the last few weeks or yeah. months. There is a hegemony, a power structure at the very, very top of society that transcends governments and transcends international boundaries. It is um, loyal only to its own codes and regulations. Um, it is a it is an oath. Uh, taken in blood. These individuals at the very top are all of what you just said. They are a mafia. They are a cabal. They are a um, familial organization, if you will, much like the mafias of Sicily and um, Mm. the Eastern Seaboard in the United States. They are in control of all of the major companies and corporations in the world by virtue of their ownership in world banking, Um, Right from the very top, they own the Federal Reserve Bank of the United States, they own Deutsche Bank of Germany, the Central Bank of Paris, the Central Bank of London, and all central banks, I believe it's 183 or 184, that answer to this um, syndicate who control essentially every facet of power and influence in the world. And so putting context to the enemy helps us understand how we have been slowly draining and dismantling this power structure um, over the last six years and how we are and where we're going from here. This is an enemy of humankind that sought to eradicate us. They uh, researched the death shots for the better part of eight decades. They, they purchased, um, they created and then purchased all um, entities within modern medicine through John Rockefeller and his Rockefeller Foundation and Institutes. And then they proceeded to use their wealth to um, squelch and snuff out composition or excuse me, competition and opposition to their cause. And so what we have seen in the last six years, well, let me back up. Let's keep going longitudinally. In 1963, or excuse me, 1960, President John F. Kennedy was elected president of the United States. President Kennedy was aware um, of what was going on in the world, was aware of the secret society that Uh, had loyalty to no one except themselves, and was aware of their influence in the United States government post-World War II. John F. Kennedy um, is actually extremely paralleled in many ways to Donald J. Trump. Um, Mm. Affluent family, very strong uh, lineage, connections to the deep state in certain areas, but not necessarily deep state in and of themselves. Um, Mm. Part of the club, but not in the club. And so President Kennedy made it his mission to destroy and obliterate the CIA, which was the axis of evil here in the United States that this Luciferian worldwide syndicate used to leverage control both within the United States and around the world. President Kennedy attempted to revert our currency to a precious metals-backed currency. Executive Order 11110, signed in 1963, I believe, Um, gave permission and ordered the Treasury to begin a process to revert the United States dollar to a measurable weight of silver. It was going to allow us to revalue our currency um, at a one-to-one level um, with ourselves and with our debt, and it was going to forgive the debts that had been heaped on the American population between the years of 1913 
and the years of and the year of 1963. That executive order resulted in John F. Kennedy's death. The reason why is because these individuals have controlled this power structure, controlled this power structure via their control of money. How much is a dollar worth? Is a dollar worth a gallon of milk? Is a dollar worth 25% of a gallon of milk? A gallon of milk does not change in composition or production, not usually. Is a dollar worth, or excuse me, is a home worth $200,000? Or under the Brandon administration, is that same exact home on the exact same plot of land worth $295,000? The concept of worth is how these individuals have hidden in plain sight from us for so long. They have controlled the means by which value is assigned to the currency that we use. Hmm. When, you hate, when you experience inflation, you're not experiencing goods increasing in cost. They remain essentially unaltered in the same. What you're experiencing is the value of the currency which you're using to purchase those goods is going down. Uh, supply and demand is a relatively simple economic concept that many people equate with extremely intellectual discussions, but it's actually best used in an Occam's razor situation. More dollars in the open world market in the public financial space means less worth to each of those dollars. Mm. It's no different if you have tens of thousands of bachelor's degrees. You've suddenly devalued bachelor, bachelor's degrees to where they have become essentially the new high school diploma. A, an item's rarity or uniqueness or uh, less supply of a particular item drives value higher. Because these individuals have controlled the means by which value is assigned to the currencies of the world, they have been able to control everything that goes on within the countries of the world uh, simply by printing more or printing less, um, causing bubbles uh, which lead to crashes, which lead to government seizure of wealth. Um, these individuals have hidden in plain sight for a very long time. After Kennedy's assassination, we moved through. We moved into a period of what I call um, darkness in the 20th century. President Reagan attempted to um, fulfill uh, President Kennedy's shoes, but was very quickly got into line with an assassination attempt, uh, which left him extremely traumatized and uh, ready to just bow out of the fight. Uh, we mm -hmm. saw President H. W. Bush, um, a very deep Luciferian cabal member. Mm -hmm ushered into the presidency of the United States in the late 1980s, early 90s, um, followed by his uh, confidant and friend, and also a very deep cabal member, uh, William Bill Clinton. Um, that presidency gave way to the son of H.W., also obviously a very deep cabal member there also, a, or excuse me, George Walker Bush, mm. who is directly responsible or was directly responsible in coordination with deep state assets around the world for the false flag attack known as September 11th of 2001. Mm. September 11th occurred because the United States was again, for the second time, attempting to revalue its currency. Alan Greenspan was scheduled to go live from Wall Street the morning of September the 11th at 10 a.m. Eastern Time with an announcement for a law known as NACERA. NACERA spelled N-E-S-A-R-A, -A, um, National Economic Security and Reformation Act. The Nasira law was actually put into place legally by President Clinton um, at the behest of special forces from the United States Army who had been tracking these nefarious actors within government for a very long time. Unfortunately, the presence of patriots both within the government and within the military itself
was not high enough in those days. And all of us know what happened about an hour and 10 minutes before that on September the 11th of 2001. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. If a false flag attack, let me clarify really fast, does not mean that something did not occur. Um, false flags are very real. But what it means is the reason it occurred is not the reason that you are being provided with by official outlets. In other words, there is more to the story. Um, the Pentagon that day, for example, was not struck with an airliner. It was struck with a high-speed missile. That high-speed missile crashed into the office of the uh, director of naval intelligence at the time, which was a large storehouse for files that the um, Q Patriot White Hat Alliance within the military and governments of the world had aggregated on these nefarious actors. Fast forward through the presidencies of Walker Bush and Hussein Obama, and we arrive at 2016. 2016 um, was the year that things turned around for us in the quiet recesses of the governments, both in the United States and of the world. Uh, president Donald J. Trump, as we know, was elected president of the United States in late 2016. Um, it is my understanding that the National Security Agency, headed by patriots from within the United States military, assisted in the unrigging of that particular election to wow. ensure that the lawful presidential candidate, whoever that might have been, would achieve the office of the United of the President of the United States. We know who that was. Um, immediately, President Trump went to work with uh, Admiral Mike Rogers and others to begin implementation of a plan that could only be described as a years-long legal framework military coup of the United States. Um, everyone remembers the inauguration of President Trump surrounded by the military. Right. It, was, it, it was within that inauguration that President Trump told us that we would be giving power back to the people. Oh, how little did we really understand that. Mm -hmm. uh, President Trump on February the 4th of 2017, a mere two and a half weeks after his inauguration, signed into um, law, or I guess law in the sense of executive orders, um, an executive order that began, that instructed the Treasury to begin, um, how to say it, projecting a path forward for returning the United States dollar to a precious metals-backed currency status exactly like Executive Order 11110 from President Kennedy's days. We have witnessed in real time over the last five years a tumult of political narratives, um, a vying for control of information with the masses that I think is undeniable to all of us. We witnessed um, more extreme, more brazen, more outlandish, and in many mm. cases more juvenile behavior from all individuals in all areas of government, uh, both Republican and Democrat, and within mm. the bureaucracy that we have as a nation here in the United States and around the world have never witnessed before. Um, go through that presidency and what you find in the executive orders that were signed by President Trump were a couple of different things. One of the things you find is what appears to be a fortification of the country's legal systems for a period of uh, undetermined tumult. President Trump signed several executive orders um, all through 2018 and 2019 geared at targeting and reinforcing the election infrastructure within the United States. Uh, certain acts were made uh, capital crimes, such as the trafficking of human beings and children. Um, cyber assets were secured via President Trump's executive orders. Um, 
agencies within the United States government were directed to streamline uh, communication conduits and to reinforce securities. Um, as we go through and we look at that presidency, we can see that it was a setup almost for a period of time where uh, these stalwarts against um, evil were going to be necessary. We get to late 2019, early 2020, and what I jokingly, but not jokingly, call the pandemic was mm. released onto the world, um, ostensibly from Wuhan, China. But my personal belief, and we can get into it another time, but my personal belief is that that actual virus was bioengineered in the Ukrainian countryside. Mm. Um, regardless, that particular event uh, caused a situation where the United States had been attacked by a weapon of mass destruction. For those out there unaware, a biological weapon, regardless of its composition, is always classed as a weapon of mass destruction because of the ability it has to wreak death and havoc on the world. COVID-19, while perhaps not the most aggressive virus we've ever dealt with in our existence, is certainly a biological weapon that was bioengineered for transmissibility and to specifically target um, tissue linings within the lungs. As a result of that attack, the United States military in April of 2020 began implementing a plan for possible continuity of government. Continuity of government is a term that um, is received with trepidation by many, but really it just means insulation of your lawful representatives in, the, in an event of a catastrophic na national emergency. Um, if Capitol Hill was to be hit with an ICBM that was um, unstoppable, for example, uh, we would need continuity of government planning in place to allow for a situation where all or most of the legal government of the United States was incapacitated. Um, we went through 2020. The military implemented this plan in the background. Um, they secured many, many systems. Um, we have evidence in this particular amount of time um, or in this particular time period for the military training troops for underground warfare within tunnels, um, also in urban environments. There is a mainstream article, I believe, from late summer of 2020 that discussed uh, budgetary allocations for the United States Army to conduct um, government reclamation operations. So in other words, these were training exercises that soldiers were being put through to reclaim uh, governmental entities that had been captured by the enemy. Wow. Wow. Leading into the electoral cycle of 2020, um, I think it's no surprise that uh, many of us, even back then, uh, saw the cheating coming with the mail-in ballots and with the COVID lockdowns and restrictions that were in place uh, to help facilitate those mail-in only options here in the United States. Um, we got to November 3rd, November 4th of 2020, and what we saw uh, for many of us was the cheating of a lifetime. Um, these mm. individuals stopping the vote count simultaneously at the same time in five separate states and then um, re-upping those vote counts at the same time later. Um, we have evidence of at least 87 separate cyber intrusions into the electoral process uh, that night, November 3rd, November 4th, 2020, um, which originated on servers in Beijing, China. We have evidence, or at least the United States Army claims to have evidence of uh, real-time CIDL servers that were reclaimed from a, a CIA server farm in Frankfurt, Germany, the night of the election as it was happening in real time. A bonus of that particular operation was that the CIA director and trader Gina Haspel was on site that evening. 
Uh, Gina has not been seen or heard from since. And so we go through November of 2020 um, through December and into January, and we see several, I think it was maybe 12 or 14 executive orders issued by President Trump, which are all geared for um, fortification and resilience of the lawful federal government of the United States. As a matter of fact, I believe one of those orders is titled Federal Mission Resilience. And what this did was it implemented a plan, a chain of a, a chain of command and a chain of operations for the lawful government, which had to be which had to step back and go into exile uh, for that particular government to operate, to conduct trade and commerce, to conduct foreign policy and military uh, coordination with other governments and militaries around the world. And right now, <coughs> excuse me, what we are living here in the United States and have lived for the last two years is a situation where we have two government apparatuses at work. We have a Manchurian installed government apparatus, which is in control of much of the public facing um, government that the public, that the general population sees. And we have a lawful uh, duly elected government in exile, which happens to have the backing and might of the United States military. Wow. This is a very tenuous time, but we are living some of the most incredible times in history as we are, um, slowly but surely driving the enemy back and taking back those um, high places on the hill. Wow. Wow. Let me ask a quick question on that. Would that, the, the government and government continuity, would that be essentially along the lines of devolution? Um, Is that, would that be another terminology for the process of it? Yes. Devolution is a form of continuity of government. There are many different forms that a continuity of government situation can take depending on how an emergency presents itself. In this particular situation, um, we opted for the devolution of the government command to go to um, the United States military for provisional control. The lawful government of the United States on November the 3rd of 2020 was attacked in a catastrophic blow that rendered the government apparatus completely inoperable. This was a this was the second attack that had occurred against the lawful government of the United States, the first one being COVID-19 in January of 2020. And so because the entire government was crippled, non-functional, full of traitors, um, as Q likes to say, the entrenchment runs too deep. We had to implement a situation where the United States military could be given lawful, provisional, temporary administration of this country and of the national Um, critical functions needed to sustain life and liberty here in the United States. I believe that command, in my personal opinion, was given over to the commander-in-chief, which does not always have to be the president of the United Mm. States constitutionally, but has always been up until this point, and and distributed from the commander-in-chief to the 11 to 13, depending on which source you find, uh, combatant commanders of the United States military who are four, uh, three and four star generals running extraordinarily complex operations and coordinating a worldwide military intervention for two things to return lawful elections in the world, both in the United States and in all the free nations of the world, and to rid the world of this cancer known as COVID 19 and the individuals who released it into the public space. Mm. So let me ask here's the main question I wanted. A chance to ask you, uh, SG. So there seems to be, you know, it's a bit of a nervy game of we need more of you awake. Um, we've heard this 
through the last year, year, year and a half, maybe even more um, people like Quano Sab and other ones that, that there's even uh, a computer, quantum computer that really, uh, there's none other like it on the planet that really tells what percentage of the population is awake. And it's almost a, a mathematical number that determines when are, when are enough awake so that if there was the sudden, um, both the return to the public face of President Trump and probably even more importantly or equal is, is the reveal of the crimes such as discussed and that doing with the EBS and things like that. So there is like, okay, we need more of you awake before we do that. We need the mathematical number to go up, but yet it almost seems like an impossibility to improve on more than one or 2%. I don't, I'm, this is, I'm not the computer, but it doesn't seem like you can improve much without going ahead and doing the reveal. Because there are, you know, we have hundreds of thousands, really millions of patriots here and around the world that can't even, in quote, red pill their families because there is not this thing called definitive proof that has been placed before the public. And so this is what's been clamored for by the patriots around the world. Do something, show something that's definitive so that we have the foundation of truth from which to do the next level red pilling. And it almost seems like it's, uh, you know, I could almost contend how, how without more proof, without more proof at this point, there's been some, but without more proof, how can there be uh, a next level awakening? I don't think, and this is just part B of the same question, if if the idea is that there's a high enough inflation and gas is high enough to awaken the population, I think 90% of the patriot community is not awake or is not in pain because of that. They're awake and in pain because they found out about the trafficking, the trafficking of children, uh, Luciferian activity, things like cannibalism, sacrifice, and that is going on at the top level. That's what motivates the patriot community. So I think it seems to me that anything less than that really doesn't do enough of an awakening. But your thoughts on on the direction I'm I'm going with? Well, I completely understand and completely empathize with all of those individuals out there who are suffering greatly because of what we have been living these last two years. Um, I myself have lost a family member and two friends to mm. the death shots known as the. Uh, COVID-19 vaccines. Mm. Uh, my thoughts on the commentary about awakening and where we go from here and how we expound upon this. We just had six days ago, one of the most consequential elections in the United States, and certainly maybe the most observed election in the United States um, in a generation. That particular day, um, even continuing to this moment in this phone call, has been, or was and is and has been, a complete um, circus, if you will. Um, we have watched these individuals cheat their way uh, right into office again in some cases. Mm. We are watching um, an extension of that cheating in Arizona um, as the Maricopa board and the Pima board continue to delay um, vote counting for in innocuous reasons, but we all know what's really going on. Right. We beat their computer in the sense that we got as close as we could to beating the computer. Um, understanding that algorithmically it's not possible to truly beat the computer at the end of the day. 
and they are attempting to make up for that with mail-in ballot drops, um, and they need more time to fabricate them. And so I guess where I'm going with this is I had an individual in my sphere, a friend of mine, who does not share my bent or lens on the world whatsoever. And he called me the day of the midterms after having gone and voted. And he had gone in there, received a paper ballot in the locality that he lived in, filled it out with a black ink pen uh, very quickly, went up to give it to the clerk for scanning and to receive confirmation of his vote. And he was told by that individual that it would only be accepted if it was in Sharpie. Well, this individual of mine, this friend of mine, being uh, not unintelligent necessarily, looked down and said, well, this is Scantron paper. Won't that Sharpie bleed through? And would that create problems with scanning? The clerk informed him, and I quote, sir, that's not your concern. That particular moment uh, for the f resulted in, for the first time in the last two years, this individual who I have desperately tried to red pill many times, mm. um, actually seeking me out and saying to me, I don't believe all of the things you say. I'm really not sure about some of the things you say. But I now believe that we could have serious large-scale cheating because this is a disaster. So what's going on? And we had a really good discussion about that. The midterms and leading us, uh, leading us up to this point over the last two years has been um, a painful experience that has really cracked a lot of that MKUltra programming that so many of us consumed unknowingly. Where we go from here, um, I believe personally that things may get just a little bit more pinched before they get a little bit better. As you pointed out, gas prices, economic suffering, very unpleasant, right? But to awaken individuals to the harsh realities of their government and of the situation that they are living in uh, requires a little bit more um, clout. And I believe it requires a little bit more of a resonant um, slap in the face, if you will. And so, you know, we have an announcement from Trump tomorrow. We don't know what that announcement will be, but is, is it out of the realm of possibility? especially with his rhetoric and how he's built his rallies up in the last two years for him to come out and say something along these lines. And this is just my opinion. I am the lawful president of the United States. Wow, I, be awesome. I believe that I have been the lawful president of the United States. We have more than enough election fraud evidence to show that the presidency was stolen. The election, the midterms are getting stolen. It's all getting stolen. And so we need to engage publicly the constitutional process for the return of the lawful president of the United States. I believe if that were to happen, we would have an instant constitutional crisis that would um, get the attention of many, both in the sleeping community and in the awakened patriot communities. And it would also provide the sort of um, believable situation, if you will, for those um, sleepers and normies and loved ones who we mm -hmm lovingly bring along in this journey to accept a change in power. The people of the United States are armed to the teeth. We are the most effective, most well-equipped fighting force, if it ever came to it, um, that the world has ever known. There are 185 million gun-owning Americans, 110 yeah. million of those own more than one firearm. Hmm. Um, the concern at the very top for the sensitivity with this operation to date and where we may be going for here or from here is that we have to keep a razor's edge balance. We have to keep individuals from um, rioting and taking things into their own hands, having the best of intentions, but we also have to incense them enough that they are encouraged to get off the couch. But we don't necessarily want them running out the door into the streets. Right. 
And so as we go through this process, I think an announcement similar to what I was just describing um, would give a situation where the awakening would be accelerated, but in a believable way for the sleepers out there because they still have to come around more gently, more slowly. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Um, I'm sure many of you, many of your listeners who have taken the awakening journey and gone down those rabbit holes in the dead of night understand just how graphic, um, just how disturbing and frankly, just how incomprehensible some of the actions and crimes that have gone on at the upper echelons in government really are. Um, that's a great big reason why your sleepers do not want to accept that reality because it is extremely painful and it represents such a departure from what they understand to be the norm. So if we were to take a, an avenue which would return us in a calm way but would still allow for a, a bona fide actual return of power to the lawful government, we could begin that D-class and that disclosure process as a civilization altogether. But that's what my about, answer. Yeah, that's well, that's good too. What, what about this? I don't hear very much about this at all, but if my understanding is correct, if it were proven and the military could approve it, they've been watching it apparently is by what you're saying. If they were to step forward on a certain time and date and say, we have determined without question that there's been foreign interference, foreign interference, and they name the country even. And, and as a result of this significant foreign interference, we, can, we, we are calling the, uh, um, the election null and void, whether that's 2020 or 2022 or both. Um, isn't that a possibility they could just declare it foreign interference and go from there? Absolutely. The military has all the justification they need. And essentially, at this point in time, they have carte blanche to proceed in this operation however they wish. They have had the evidence necessary to justify a lawful public seizure of power. As a matter of fact, they were preparing to do that to President Barack Obama in 2011, really? 2012. Really? I yes. Did they were prepared to forcibly remove Hussein Obama because of the damage he was doing to the U.S. economy and to the military by choking them financially. Um, Hussein Obama intentionally and purposefully crippled the ability of the United States military to function as a physical force. In other words, we had lots of equipment and lots of brains and, and no way to make any of it meet. And so as we go into the next phases, that is extraordinarily possible that we could simply see an emergency alert. It could be it could come on the heels of a major deep state false flag, which is a very real possibility. Um, we know what happened the last time we threatened the very survival of this syndicate. They dropped um, three buildings, four buildings, technically, if you count Tower seven and um, killed thirty five hundred Americans and then started two wars. So this is a delicate process. It's very possible that they could instigate a false flag and that the military could deem that a foreign attack. And that could be the justification for stepping in and saying, oh, by the way, we also found out in defending against this foreign attack that we've been foreign attacked, you know, four times at this point. Um, it's very good. It's going to be very, very interesting to see what the commander in chief says tomorrow, because I really think it's going to be a marker right. to Absolutely. point us in a direction. I'm going to ask you one more and then, Johnny, you get the next two. Um, on, I want to jump over and we can go, go back and forth here, Johnny, if I get ahead of you and you want to go back. Um, I heard you talk about Elon Musk, and there's a, I don't know if controversy is the right word, probably is, that is he hero or villain 
or somewhere in between. Um, he's doing stuff that I like, but I understand his his history is really bad. So talk about as I've heard you talk about that. So talk about that if you would. Well, uh, shortly after Trump's world tour in 2017, where he met many separate leaders in a very short amount of time, as we're all aware, um, the gentleman from Saudi Arabia, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, went on a world tour of his own. Mm. In that world tour that he took, he met with nearly every single billionaire and every single industry titan that there is in the world. It is the understanding for Anons and Cupatriots that... Um, or Cupatriot followers, I should say, that these meetings were for capitulation or uh, designation as future combatants. In other words, we know, we know what's going on. Um, you are already beaten because now we have the might of the United States military and an emerging worldwide alliance. And so you can either agree to play a part and capitulate when the time comes and, and you're asked to do so, or we will simply remove you and... Um, move on in other ways we'll, we can either find someone you know a body double with some really good makeup some stage makeup and some cgi um or we could simply we could just simply just remove you and proceed in a different fashion with the plan and so it's my understanding that a great number of the elite of the world capitulated at that time to save their skin mm. many of them have defected and turned on their capitulation and have been or will be dealt with and some of some of which i believe have been dealt with privately and then others have kept their roles. I believe that Elon Musk, um, for, this, for the type of individual he is, has actually been very helpful uh, due to his access to um, certain understandings of electricity and electrodynamism, certain understandings of rocketry and his ownership of SpaceX and his connection to um, space-borne vessels that are needed, uh, both by the United States Space Force, but other industries in the, or other areas of the world also. And so I believe Elon is actually fulfilling a bit of a role at this point, but may still have some justice and some reckoning coming to him for things that he participated in before this cube alliance was able to dethrone the cabal. All of these individuals are survivalists. Mm. If you ask them whose team they're on, the answer is theirs. Um, whatever allows them to continue relatively unscathed or with the least amount of consequence and punishment possible is what they will do. And if it happens to serve righteousness and good for humanity to incentivize it in that fashion, um, abominable as it may be, it's extremely useful at this stage. And so I think it remains to be seen on just what happens with Elon. But after having observed what has occurred with Twitter um, in the last um, six to eight months, I think that there's no question that he's at the very least on our side insofar as it relates to the protection of his businesses and his legacy. Interesting. Johnny? That's so good. Yeah. So a couple, of, a couple of questions. Um, one is, you know, it seems to me, uh, and I've shared when I've been on the programs here, really, I think starting in July, based on a, a dream and a, a vision I had, I believe that the Supreme Court has already ruled that the election, the 2020 election um, is invalid. And it's for whatever reason, strategic fear, um, it's not been released to the to the public as of yet, and similar to Roe v. Wade, which was rumored to be out there um, months before, and then it finally was released. And it seems like it, so. One will be a, a your comment uh, on that, and then it seems to me that possibly that could be the uh, the avenue that, in some ways, would be the most satisfactory 
if that were announced because if it was military or Trump direct, it would be taken in a different way. But if it was as something viewed from a more neutral standpoint, whether they are or not, uh, that that could be uh, good. So that would be just a, a small comment on that. But really, two other uh, two other things just uh, let you just run run on with them is. And I don't know if you're prepared to talk about this. You mentioned that there might be something bigger than I, you know, I have to assume President Trump knew the steal was going to go on again. He wanted everybody voting so that would become most evident. So those who participated, so there would be many witnesses of what you anecdotally presented. And hopefully there's so many there. There's a, a difference uh, maker. But you mentioned there could have been a bait for for something bigger. There's a word bait. See if I know you're about to release something or already did and maybe you have it have it covered in, in there. Then my final point, if you can't remember these in, in order, because they're simple, short ones, would be um, the best news that you would have. I know there's a balance, again, back to this uh, this nervy balance of trying to awaken people, not so awake that you take up too many arms. And we want the, the patriot community, I've appreciated about you, is that you generally leave feeling hopeful and not because you're just blowing smoke, but you present Okay, these are things you still need to wake up to and for, and yet here's some encouraging things um, um, going on. So uh, that the last category would be good news for the patriots. So this is Supreme Court bait and the good news. I don't know if you can remember those. All righty. Um, on your comment about the Supreme Court, I believe what's going on with the Supreme Court and has been going on with the Supreme Court since January of 2021, is that the lawful government in exile retained the functionality of the United States Supreme Court, but behind an insulation, if you will, of uh, military protection and secrecy. It is not a secret necessarily, although you do have to do a little bit of research to find that the Supreme Court has an emergency docket for issues uh, typically that pertain to matters of national security, uh, matters of cultural crisis um, or societal crisis or calamity. And that docket uh, supersedes all public dockets and is seen privately by the justices. I believe that docket has been used by this um, lawful government in exile to provide an, a conduit by which we can uh, write the history, uh, which we can keep well uh, the documentation of how things happened, uh, which we can put in the history books later. Um, and I believe that we also have a public-facing Supreme Court that is um, still a portion of the Manchurian government. And so a good example of that is the fact that we know certain justices were appointed by President Hussein Obama, and those justices are beholden to foreign interests, foreign money, uh, blackmail in some situations. And so they are not necessarily going to provide rulings for an emergency docket being convened by the lawful government. But if the lawful government behind the scenes can convene five of nine justices, then they can make majority decisions, which can then be released later. It's my belief, and I can't really prove this, but it's my belief that an emergency docket was convened somewhere around the middle of this year, where the 2020 election was overturned due to uh, fraud, just unbelievable Leviathan fraud. And that we are awaiting a period of time as we move through the next phase where lawful decisions being made by the Supreme Court in secret will be made public. Um, the forum, the manner in which it's made public, I don't know. But I would contend with anyone that as long as it is made public and comes from that entity, 
does it really matter? Um, my opinion on that is that we are headed for uh, history writing. I believe that the Supreme Court has kept uh, or excuse me, meticulous records of all evidence presented to them, both for election fraud and treason, but also uh, RICO for the COVID crimes that have been going on, which ties into your next question about bait. It's my suspicion that the United States midterms were bait for the funding of fraud. Hmm. If you go out and you seek to capture a wild animal or a dangerous animal, and you capture it in the woods, and then you return the next say three or four days later and there's another one there and you capture that and then you return you know three or four or five days later and there's another one there eventually you have to start wondering where's the den who who's is someone breeding them are they mm-hmm. coming on their own um what's going on and so further investigation is warranted and you you take yourself from the causality to the source and that's what that means the causality of your investigation encountering this nefariousness all the way to the source where is this nefariousness coming from you know, we have United States corporations, Boeing, Delta, Northrop Grumman, who are complicit in war crimes, uh, sexual crimes, human trafficking crimes, and at least in one instance, election crimes. We know that President Trump signed an, a document called Executive Order 13848, which gave legal basis for the lawful government of the United States to seize all, any and all, assets of any individual, organization, entity, or incorporated uh, group, the moment that it is determined they were helpful, um, complicit in, um, actively involved in the theft of a United States election. These individuals, these companies, many of these companies are owned by BlackRock, uh, mm. Vanguard, and State Street Capital, which are the three most well-known Kabbalist hedge funds. So I would submit, how do you tie the spider's web into a neat little knot? You take the bait and you allow them to continue the practice and you see how many fall into the web. There are companies, I believe, that funded election fraud or fraudulent, um, at the very least, questionable, ethically questionable activity this midterm cycle because they are part of that woke, if you will, uh, radical left progressive agenda that is controlled by the very top. Uh, or excuse me, at the very top, by the deep state. I also believe that it gave the opportunity for individuals who committed treason last time um, to make the unforgivable sin, if you will. You can make a mistake, and in a situation like this continuity of government situation in the United States, where we've never experienced this before, it very well may have been possible in the beginning, um, when the military first interceded, that if you were a nefarious actor, and you had committed treason, you would throw yourself at the mercy of the armed forces and in exchange for useful information, anything that they could use to end the emergency, you would be spared your life, probably end up 30, 40, 50 years in prison or life in prison, but you would be allowed to live. The individuals who committed treason a second time, they're, they're doomed. And I believe that was part of this entire plan with the midterms was to out those, continue the outing of those who are within our camp and to highlight those who are not within our camp and to allow us to identify um, more more unequivocally and more um, focused, if you will, the sources of fraud and foreign interference in the election at the very, very top. Follow the money is a fantastic um, way to look at it, in my opinion. And then you were talking about hope. Our hope is everywhere. 
our hope is God. Our hope is the fact that we have, that we're able to have this conversation and yeah. I'm not being disappeared. Um, <laughs> yeah. Our hope is found in um, your listeners being so actively involved in content that is um, really fringe, if you will. Um, our hope is found in President Trump at his rallies. Every time that he gives speeches, the man looks more confident, more assured, more uh, secure and safe and happy than ever. He continues to tell us that we will all be very happy, um, which tells me that he is aware of things that he simply cannot telegraph or hint at whatsoever. Uh, this is a large-scale, worldwide military operation to rid the world of evil. And because we are able to have these sorts of connections electronically, um, this is the end for them. We're just waiting for the chess game to end. Sure. And so our hope is that we have won this already. God wins this war already. Yeah, um, we so simply good. have to wait it out. So good. Now, SC, let me close with these two. We'll stop at an hour because that way I'll get you back more often. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want there to be too big of a gap here. Uh, two quick questions. Let me blend them together. Let me just ask them at the same time. They're not related necessarily, but the one is back to Nasera. I'm going to the three questions about Nasera. Is it is it true that the IRS will be done away with? Is it true that credit cards and mortgages will be paid off? Um, Tell whatever you know that. And the second question is, um, this is just your opinion. I guess I'm asking Trump, you know, businessman or genius or what, military genius, what, what, what would be your opinion of the man, um, what you've observed? And because, uh, you know, I could, I could wax eloquent for a long time, but talk about those two and then we'll close this out. So, Well, well on your point regarding the Sarah. Um, yeah. It's my understanding that the IRS will have to go away or at the very least be rebranded. Um, remember, we're still going to have to use the infrastructure that these individuals created, the buildings, the communication mm. channels and conduits that we have um, to change the world for the better, right? right? But instead of it being the Internal Revenue Service, which intakes your uh, tax dollars and feeds it to the Federal Reserve, which then feeds it to the central banking system at the very top, it will be more of a financial um, services point of contact for mm. you know yourself and the United States government. Um, there will still be some taxes when we go through this, but many, I think, will go away. Um, we're still going to have um, a period of time where states within the United States will have to come around on their own. They will have to legalize these changes and accept these changes on their own because that's mm. what this journey is all about. We're doing this legally because our enemy has absolutely refused at all times, excuse me, in history to do anything legally. Yeah. So we're going to beat them and we're going to play their own game and we're going to do it better and honorably and with dignity. Um, the Federal Reserve will be repurposed and absorbed and has already been absorbed actually into the United States Treasury. The IRS will be the public facing arm and I believe it will have a new name maybe yeah. treasury maybe treasury satellite offices would be a name um, but they'll be your point of contact with your governmental financial in entities going forward um, regarding President Trump the man uh, President Trump I believe if I'm not mistaken I'd have to go back and check was a member of a constitutional fraternity in his college days um, President Trump is a, an enormous fan of Lao Tzu's art of war uh, President Trump wrote a book that was loosely based on the principles of the art of war, um, applying those principles to the business and financial sector called the art of the deal. Um, President Trump is one of the most clever individuals, I believe, that could have been put into the presidency because of his understanding of the nuances 
of um, our systems that we live in. It's military genius, possibly so, although I believe he is surrounded by military minds who are um, a little bit better at their job than that particular aspect for him. As a commander-in-chief, eminently capable, perhaps Mm. one of the most capable commanders-in-chiefs that we've had for a very long time. Uh, President Trump is publicly um, self-proclaimed a student of General George Patton. Uh, General George Patton was a formidable military man who understood not only warfare, but human nature and how to capture human nature in warfare and leverage it to your advantage. And so I believe between President Trump's life experience and the um, many decades of experience contained within the upper command of the United States military, um, some of the finest human beings alive who get no TV time and and no no acclaim at all, um, I think that we're in very good hands. We're very, very good. ST, uh, tell people if they, if you have any place, Telegram, do you tell people where you are located on social media if you want to do that? Certainly. I am located only on Rumble at the Q News Patriot or Q News Patriot and on Truth Social. Um, my handle is at real SG Anon. I, there is a Telegram channel that bears my image, uh, name and likeness. Uh, shares most of my content, probably 85 to 90% of my content, but um, also includes content that is not me. I do not operate that channel. I'm not affiliated with that channel. I tell people who do not have access to Truth Social in their respective nations um, to go ahead and follow that channel, but I am only on Truth Social and Rumble. Very good. Very good. We appreciate it, don't we, Johnny? This guy is amazing. <laughs> You're well spoken. You got a good, kind heart and high character. I can tell. What, what were you saying, Johnny? Yeah. I, and all I wanted to do is I'm aware, and he doesn't have to give us feedback right now if he doesn't want to. I know he's had some kind of sickness flu in his household the last couple few days. And um, so I just want to um, pray in the name of Jesus. Let the healing yeah. power of God come on you, your family. Yeah. Let it stem the sickness in Jesus name. If there's any been any left there, Lord, let there be a shield of protection around SG and his family in every way, mind, soul, spirit, economy, physically, in every way. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, Johnny. Amen. I appreciate Amen. that. And back to you, gentlemen, as well. Thank you again, ST. I hope you'll come back many more times. Uh, a quick reminder that Amanda Grace will be on with us tomorrow, same time, same place. Thank you, everybody, again. Thank you, Johnny, for doing this with me. We will see everybody tomorrow, 11 o'clock Pacific. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.